What? Be very smart. <laughs> Start off whenever you want to go. Oh, King Shark. All right, here we go. Three, two. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another MCU for Dummies. I am dummy number one, Ken. That is dummy number two, Lou. And on this MCU uh, uh, for Dummies, we start off, Lou, with a Marvel bobblehead of our large adult son, Pete Alonzo, who uh, hit a walk-off home run today for the New York Mets. Uh, they made a weird bobblehead giveaway for him, a superhero-inspired giveaway. Uh, so the Mets have the Marvel money now, Lou. They, they were able to, to make the partnership. As in in other big Marvel news today or Marvel adjacent news, uh, Sony has announced the delay of Venom. Let there be carnage. He has been delayed again. They delayed a couple of weeks ago for a couple of weeks and then delayed again today, presumably until early October slash November. But it puts into question everybody's most anticipated or most folks most anticipated end of the year film. Spider-Man, No Way Home, Lou, how you feeling? What's going on? Long time, uh, what do they say here? Long time, no, what do people say when they call them the podcast radio shows? They say, uh, oh, time, first time, long time. First time, long time on this go. MCU dummies. My <laughs> bobblehead doll is coming out soon. Uh, we sure um, hope so. No, I saw some weird things on Twitter. I don't know if somebody meant this, but they said October or January. And then I always lob out questions in like the MCU for Dummies podcast. Go follow that. And I'm like, can someone explain this? And the only thing that can make sense is just the holiday season. But um, really weird slate of not knowing what's going on, which is weird because uh, there was a reshuffling at like the beginning of COVID with WandaVision going first. Originally, we were supposed to get Captain um, Cap Fal Falcon, not Captain Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon um, Punch! <laughs> that got reshuffled a bit. But now it seems weird because you get the news that Shang-Chi is going to be strictly movie theaters for the first 45 yeah. days. Love and they that. were like, business decision. Okay. And now we're getting like um, Hawkeye and the Eternals are in fiscal year 2022, which wow. is what you say if you're just like a business An asshole. asshole. Yeah. Like, who says that? <laughs> But for those listening, the fiscal year 2022 begins in October. So therefore, there is hope of this year that those movies could come out. But whatever. Yeah, I'm not anybody listening, figures. if you were wondering how rich people like manufacture ways to not have to pay for certain things, they just make up years. That's that's one. <laughs> yeah. So there is hope that Hawkeye, I know Ken loves Hawkeye. And yes, there Eternals is hope. Will be for this year. We all yeah. know. But the, the, the Venom crossover with sony i don't know like what is pending at this point i would love to get somebody's thoughts if it's distribution or if they're just yeah, trying to make I a decision wonder. for contracts. I, I wonder because it's weird. what we what we know of spider-man so far right this the spidey verse which is its own thing right like we have the multiverse coming into play phase four we know the spidey verse is like its own thing which you learned about or should if you have not watched um the animated uh, no 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 what am i what am i talking about the the into the spider-verse oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah um i think it's on netflix i don't know if it's still on there but um like go watch that it's an incredible it's incredible film um but it kind of explains the whole spidey-verse too which is also a part of the multiverse etc cetera, etc cetera. um and there's there's a, a a licensing deal between sony and marvel marvel which is owned by disney 
and, and Sony, which owns the movie rights to the character Spider-Man and its properties, which includes Venom and, and uh, Gwen Stacy uh, and and uh, all and Miles Morales, et cetera, Spider et cetera. Pig. No. Spider Pig, you know, you name them, they got them. Um, but based on the on the last a couple of years, there's been a shared licensing deal between Marvel and Sony so that Spider-Man Tom Holland could exist within the MCU. And then there's distribution with Sony taking like uh, however many percent of the profits and Marvel doing the same, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all fucking horseshit. That's all I know. Um, but I think what we, I mean, if you were an Eric Voss, hashtag EA Voss, if you're listening, Eric, we appreciate it. Um, give us a retweet every now and then. We'd, we'd appreciate that too. At you. I'm, t- I'm always um, telling MT how handsome he is. But I'm going after MT. I'm going after MT. That, that's I'm going to get him. Um, but if you're an EA boss, you would say to yourself, if they push back this movie any further than October or November and Disney keeps Spider-Man where it is, then we then there's there's absolutely no connection between the two and this is the end for Tom Holland. That's that's kind of what I would think. Because we know Sony wants to keep the Spideyverse going. Um and we know that this is the last deal, I believe. So the third Spider-Man solo film is the last of the shared licensing deal between the two. So if they're not going to connect them somehow, and I think that's kind of some of the talk I've seen on Twitter, our old friend Leo, who's now rejected Leo on Twitter, um, kind of like had, had a little theory there talking about that as well. So it's just, it's very odd. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Get your fucking vaccine, you asshole. Just do it. Um, and then There's only uh, a pandemic no, going on for those who have not been vaccinated. I mean, for fucks, goddamn, folks, just do it. Just do it. Your arm is going to hurt. Just get your shot. Get your shot. You're going to be fine. Die on the couch like me. Watch Knives Out. It's a great also, movie Also, if watch you're worried about long-term future. effects, folks, if you don't get the shot, you're going to die sooner. So just okay. get the shot. Recenter, recenter. I've always saw the Sony deal as like Sony tries really hard with their Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker back in the day. And they're like, great. And it makes like multiples of a hundred million dollars and then marvel's like captain marvel and it makes 1.2 billion dollars and they're like can you guys just do this for us and we'll just take like a small percentage and then you guys keep this and you can put them in the, the big movies and disney was like okay deal yeah i i mean i will say though i i think the andrew garfield spider-man are like pretty underrated i think most people have kind of come around to those movies yeah um toby mcguire spider-man everybody loves those um venom number one lou i don't know if you've seen venom number one i was gonna ask you as a as an outsider uh tom hardy seems very appealing i didn't know woody harrelson was gonna be in the second one and woody's got this new acting uh thing that i believe he has picked up from true detective where he's just like snarling in every like line he's like delivering he's got this accent i don't know if it's true i don't really watch a lot of woody stuff i know he's in hunger games but he's like crazy (laughs) and tom hardy just sounds like he's this weird accent <laughs> i will tell you uh, uh venom is a good watch venom is worth yeah, your time it's on the list i gotta get it kind of feel i don't know there's something about like and and this is it lou how about this transition put me back on my paul blart right, segue paul, here's paul blart. um there was something always about like the dc movies 
Wonder Woman, Aquaman, uh, yeah, the the Batman vs Superman. Like the the effects and the CG and the rendering just seemed off, right? Like it just felt JV. You don't get that feeling with Marvel. Like Marvel is the varsity, right? Like there is everything is seamless and pretty, and there's no like there there are shots that you'd be like that's CG. No way, bullshit. Like sorry, compared you know, to what? But, like compared to like uh what's his name? Uh wait, wait, Steppenwolf. You haven't, you, haven't, you haven't gotten there yet? Well well hold on. Here, okay, here's yeah, what yeah, I'm about yeah, to say. Going. I thought you already said so, it, so I was like, what are you talking what are you comparing this to? Yeah, right. So so you so DC is kind of like you feel you know something's off. Marvel feels gorgeous, beautiful. Yes. Venom, Venom One, gorgeous and beautiful. You wouldn't know. Um, so I think I think a lot of that goes into like what Sony can do as as a production company. Like they can really put the money behind it, and make it look nice. I don't know why DC wasn't able to do that. They have yeah. a lot of money. Um, but I, I I'm telling you, Venom is worth worth your time. But here's here's where I'll transition, Lou, because I thought some of the CG and some of the effects and some of the colors and some of the beauty around the Suicide Squad was tremendous. But I also thought some of it was like a little off, um, which maybe just is the fact that there's a giant starfish and a giant shark and like a bunch of rats. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Um, but uh, it looked awesome. It was a great, great time. <sighs> Man, let's let's do a little Suicide Squad talk here, Lou. I need to know your initial reaction when you saw the the raccoon. And then your the initial reaction, the weasel. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, raccoon is in the MCU. That's, that's my apologies. Um, and then your initial reaction when, when introduced to King shark. So like, give me your, your, your two big ones who, cause the weasel got the most action out of me. Cause I was fucking horrified by that thing. Um, it was a crazy movie. I had a big movie. <laughs> I had a big movie binge this last week. I watched Hereditary, scary movie. Midsommar, scary movie. Rejected the Leo, if you're listening to this, that is for you because you recommended those movies and they're phenomenal. Then I watched Suicide Squad. So Those are all very different films. Yes, very interesting trifecta. Suicide Squad, I knew nothing about the movie going into it besides the trailer. I don't think even like a DC purist could throw it out there and be like, oh, I know where Peacekeeper is going with this type of stuff. Like it was a fun movie that was set to be a redemption story if you wanted it to be for the first Suicide Squad. If you did it, fine. From what I know, I thought they did a really good job with many of the characters. Peacekeeper is going to be set up for his own TV show and the story has me interested. I will watch it. I will pay for the HBO Max monthly subscription to watch it. Harley Quinn has always been somebody who's part of the male gaze of Margot Robbie and let's make her look cute and a sex symbol. And I thought they did a lot of justice for the character in this rendition. And overall, I just thought the movie was really great. The coming, uh, the, the trailer showed so much star power in the very beginning. And that was just such a small clip of like the first 10 minutes of the movie. And then after that, I was like, all right, I've, I've seen nothing here. Where are they going with this? And they went to some really crazy places. Well, what did you think? You saw it in movie theaters, so I did. I saw it in the theater. It was there was um, unfortunately there was uh, there was a very high group of teenagers behind me, and they giggled oh, at fucking bad. everything. 
um, which is so, fun. You know, smoking she, some wait, marijuana. Uh, yeah, uh, they they were on drugs, uh, whichever um, you know, whichever ones. Um, Maybe bath salts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, but it was fun, man. It was a good time. It's, it's, it's one of the only times I've been to a DC movie and I've had a good time. Like Wonder Woman one kind of gave me that feeling of like, this is fun and I enjoy it. But then it, like it got, it got sappy, a little too sappy. We're still sappy yeah. over Chris Pine fucking decade later. Um, cool. It was, it was cool. It was fucking giant shark. I mean, like, what would like, come on, he's like eating people and shit. Like, that's that's fun. It's fun as hell. I'm yeah. so happy that the weasel was not in the movie. Okay, and only at the beginning of the end. Let's go through. I got a list. We're gonna go through each of the characters, okay. their deaths. All right. I want like the I'm gonna I'm gonna pause after each of them to give you the chance to just like quick snap reaction. If you've got nothing yes. to say, which might happen, just we'll just move on to the next one. Okay, uh, but I will stop you at a couple of points. Okay, so the movie starts off the first person. And I know as it progresses, and especially at the end, there are some contradictions here, but we'll revisit them at the end. Let's just pretend Fair like enough. you're watching it. So the okay. movie starts with the weasel, yes. who, as you mentioned, is terrifying. He's played yes. by Sean Gunn. And Sean Gunn, I feel like, should get an Oscar for just walking like this weasel. I hated it. I hated it. It, so, it haunts me. But it was so perfect. Because you looked at this thing, it and I think the great. reaction was, what is this? And that's exactly yeah. what it invoked. No, that me. thing fucking sucked. The I'm weasel, happy it's dead. The weasel drowns. <laughs> like, like when the first five minutes it just drowns. Um, it's great. I mean, the, 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 the running gag of nobody asked if anybody could do this is like A+. Plus. I think that's A plus work by, by the squad. Yeah, like no one checked if the weasel could swim. <laughs> right. Um, no, that's awesome. We then go to probably one of the bigger stars of Pete Davidson playing Blackguard, who ends up selling out the team. Okay, so like they're rushing onto the beach. There's there's Team Bravo, Team Alpha, Team Alpha has has the big dogs. Team Bravo is a bunch of chum, and Pete Davidson sells everybody out and gets his head just blown off. <laughs> yeah, the that that like that like death run. I don't know. Did you cover like the guy with the javelin? I guess. No, yeah, uh, we're gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. So so Pete Davidson goes and then it was great. He just explodes his head. Then the next one is Captain Boomerang. Yes. Um, who gets destroyed by a spinning helicopter blade. <laughs> His body blows up like like meatloaf with blood everywhere. Then we go to the javelin, who has yes. no purpose but to have his own javelin that he passes on to Harley, who she doesn't know why he has the javelin the entire movie, uh, but it does come into play. One of those two men are the ones that remind us that every name does start with uh, involves letters because the next yep. character, TDK, a big mouth favorite, Nathan Fillion, uh, who has detachable arms, which so was silly. probably one of the stupider seats, but that's when you were like, they're having fun with this. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's when you knew it was, that's when I knew that Michael Rooker was not long for this world. Like I knew, okay. and, and I didn't know anything about his character or anything about really any of the Anybody. DC characters. I'm you talk about, I mean, we could do DC EU for total idiots outside for of MCU for dummies. Patients. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but like, um, that, that's like, during just like just knowing how films are made while everybody was dying you're saying to yourself man michael rooker is a false flag in this movie he's about to die in some grandiose way and it was a fun one he gets his head blown up by the internal tracking device placed by viola davis so in the first like 10 minutes a weasel drowns Two heads get blown up like a watermelon hitting uh, the concrete. 
A man gets destroyed by a helicopter blade. Yes. Um, the detachable arm man just suffers. We don't know. I, I mean, think he gets shot to death, really. They shoot his arms up. That, yeah, he dies by his arms. Um, and then the javelin man dies in a heap of, of burning fire. The movie kind of transitions to like act two and you get the dictator and Harley Quinn relationship, which was really fun. Um, that was he fun. then dies. But what did you think about this whole like narcos type dictator? Yeah, it was a really thing. cool way to start the movie. I thought like in, just like these are some silly characters. They have stupid things. And like knowing what you know about what this the the Suicide Squad is going to be, not Suicide Squad, but knowing yeah. what the Suicide Squad is going to be, you're going okay, like these are stupid enough characters that could be around for a while and then they they die and you're like, okay, ours are going to be even fucking stupider. Got it. Totally cool. Love that. Yeah. Um, and so like, and then Harley gets, you know, she she has her own like side plot, which I think is good because I think she deserves it um, because she's been around forever having to deal with this fucking mess of, of a universe of movies. Um, so it was really cool that she get, like got her own side plot where she didn't like, and and like it's it's the it's the Harley Quinn thing, right? Where it's like she doesn't need a man to save her, which is cool. Yeah. Like she she did her own thing, right? It's it's uh it's a cool character moment for her to like kind of have her own movie within the movie. Um, which honestly, she, I mean, she was if you had to pick a main character, right? Like her and Bloodsport, I would have said. Yeah, her or Bloodsport, but I I would think like her arc of solo time carried the story more than blood sports i uh, you you use guys was gonna come back to save me yeah she was great <laughs> she's Quinn awesome she's amazing. so good um let's bop around a bit because i want to save like all the big ones for the end so yeah we are going a little out of order the thinker... yeah, and spoiler warning by the way if you have not seen the suicide squad it's too go late. watch it do I'm not, not editing get, this do not do not accidentally watch regular suicide squad yeah, that's, that's a bad one because that's a that's bad. Okay, the thinker who is supposedly the antagonist, but not really, um, right. has this pet project who's a massive big starfish. We'll get to him in a bit, and the starfish ends up just ripping the thinker into two, uh, left and right, which uh, a pretty crazy scene. We got Milton. This is skipping real far ahead. No one knows who Milton is. Milton is just <laughs> a guy trying to help out. And yeah. He dies, and Polka Dot Man and Harley are like, "Who's Milton?" And then Harley's like, "I thought you were Milton." <laughs> so, yeah. really great scene in the office. Um, and then that's it. Let's circle back, and we'll go to the big ones. What did you think of um, uh, Vice uh, President Candidate Joel Kinnaman, uh, Senator Conway from House of Cards? If you guys watched yes. that. What yes. did you think about Colonel Rick Flagg? That's probably the first main character we'll talk about. What did you think? Yes, so much more fun in this movie than in the other one. I like he's just like a cool guy, and I, I I know him before that from the killing. Um, and I forget who who uh, he co-stars with. I'm gonna vamp while I find it. Oh my god, is he gonna find it fast enough? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I believe it's Mariel. Enos, um, who is a very underrated actress, by the way. Um, okay. But uh, I know him from that show, which is an old show that an ex-girlfriend made me watch from start to finish, and it is a very unsatisfying show. That's why they broke um, up. That, and thus, here we are. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, he's a cool guy. He was having fun with it. He, like, I don't know. Like, you could tell he was, like, a different 
character from the go. Lou, I'm not sure if you've gotten to watch Suicide Squad. Not yet, but don't waste your time. I yeah. mean, I think I told you last week that it's not like the worst thing you could watch. I stand by that. Like you could watch Wonder Woman 1984 instead. And that is a, a, a shit sandwich. Um, or you could watch Suicide Squad. That's like tater tots full of shit. So it's watch different. the Hulk. Boy. Okay. If you're into um, masochism. Yeah. Right. If you're a fucking sadist, you can do all three of those things in one day. Yeah. Um, so uh, like just like a fun character, fun guy, good actor, and he's just having a good time in the role, which is something different than what we saw last time. And it's very, very nice to see. Cool character. His final is is his uh, uh, final words. I don't know if I'm skipping too far ahead. No, that was the um, perfect setup. Go ahead. Are, are, are the best. I think it's the best part of the whole movie. And I think it's why James Gunn is a good director. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this scene next. Yeah. So he dies, gets shot in the heart. He is fighting with Peacemaker, played by John Cena, who was a local hero, a hero of mine growing up from his wrestling wow. days. No, I was a big John Cena fan. He was just he was perfect. He's a cool guy. Anyone who was watching wrestling in the early 2000s was a John Cena fan because they they just took lightning in a bottle and they yeah. he was always the good guy. He was never the heel until the very, very, very end. He was the savior. And he fought Batista, who was Drax. He fought The Rock, who is the big man from Moana, who will probably be in the MCU someday. So a lot of crossovers here. Um, but the whole movie, we are made to assume that this weird country in the middle of nowhere are actually the bad people uh, who are hosting this big starfish thing in uh, Project Jodenheim. It's a bit mm. of a, a Thor crossover also. Norse it really, mythology. yeah. Um, but this whole movie, we were made to think that they are the bad people. We then realized that's actually the American government. Shocker. Yeah, we're actually ever done that one before. Stuff. So uh, Rick Flagg is the one who finds out that this is an issue and that the, the Suicide Squad were sent to Project Yodenheim to destroy the evidence. Now, Peacemaker, which we can talk a lot about John Cena. I want to save him also for the end, too. Um, even though we can talk about, you know, what's going on with him now. That didn't make sense. But... His character, I felt like, was really good at establishing, yeah. like, he's going to do right by keeping peace, but he's really just a huge douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like, James Gunn said, this character is a douchebag, and I felt like that was the perfect way to describe this, because that's yeah, exactly I, it, how it it's came the off. perfect, uh, the perfect metaphor for, like, uh, like, America as a whole, right? It's like, We're we keep the peace, but we fucking kill you to yeah. do it. We want everyone to succeed, but you know what? We have to go back to Afghanistan because uh, we didn't do a good job there the first time. So we're going to go Mission back. accomplished, Lewis. I, that's like you took a shot every time you said that. You'd first off be 20 years older and you'd probably be dead. Uh, but Rick Flagg, Colonel Rick Flagg and John Cena duke it out, all this type of stuff. John Cena ends up killing Rick Flagg in which John uh, Cena receives Peacemaker. What a joke. And yeah. Peacemaker is seen by Ratcatcher. <laughs> he killed Ratcatcher of the two. squad. Ratcatcher two. Um, very quickly, let's just jump before we. I think Peacemaker will hold for the end of the bigger okay. guys, especially because he has his own show. Uh, Peacemaker dies in a shootout with Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba. Uh, this character dies by getting shot in like a Western style film. In the beginning of the movie, they talk about what makes them different, and all Peacemaker says is like, "I could just do everything better than you. I can, you know, shoot smaller bullets. I can shoot a bullet through your bullet or whatever." And that's exactly how he ends up dying. He gets shot by a smaller bullet that goes through his own bullet and ends up killing him. So we think. Okay. 
Uh, that death is then succeeded by Polka Dot Man, who I feel like is Ken's favorite character in the whole entire Suicide Squad. I'm a superhero! <laughs> Polka Dot Man was definitely one of the best parts of the Suicide Squad, in my opinion. He uh, hates his mother because his mother wanted a superhero as a child, and now whenever he wants to get angry, he sees his mother everywhere. He shoots polka dots out of himself that just kill everyone. And he also twice a day has to empty the polka dots that are right. In his because body. It's a, what is it? A multi uh, multiversal. He might be in the metaverse. Right. Right. He what might. is it? It's it's a disease or like a virus or something. Who knows? It's an intergalactic metaverse. Doctor Strange. Yes. Who fixed it is. It is a plus. A plus work. So um, great. Last death yeah. we'll talk about, then we'll get into the big, the big meat of the conversation. Starro the Conqueror, who Starro. is up there with Kang the Conqueror. The big boy's a villain. Starfish. Big the ass damn, starfish. The damn starfish is a is a victim of yes. of of Eight imperialist America. Ken, that's all I could do for you in the death list. We got survivors. I'll just name everybody, and then you take the conversation in whatever direction we want. Yep. Harley Quinn makes it to the end, played by Margot Robbie. Bloodsport makes it to the end, played by alba peacemaker we find out is actually still alive i don't know how they find him in a hospital and they're basically just like what do we do with him ken's favorite king shark by sly stallone is what makes it alive can't man can't die goes through everything he cannot die Ratcatcher two no friend <laughs> the daughter of taika watiti's rat catcher one survives we then find in another cutscene that the weasel ends that up surviving fucking, fucking uh, thing Amanda Waller, who is played by Viola Davis, survives. Tyla uh, Dubois, who is Bloodsport's daughter, survives. Uh, there's a key militia fighter who ends up surviving. And then uh, before we transition out, I got to know Ken's reaction to the, 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 the crew, the Viola Davis's crew that's in the office that's just pushing buttons. There's a lot of weird things going on with them, like for comedic relief, too. So that's who survives. Ken, where do you want to take this conversation next? Um, who do you want to start with? Yeah, let me start with James Gunn. Uh, okay. who did a great job. I, I think, Good and we talked James. about it, I think, with Daze Johnston about his style. Uh, Daze Johnston at Inverse. You can follow her on Twitter at the good old days. Yeah, verified. Um, uh, she, you know, she, they, they are not a huge fan of James Gunn's style. Um, it's, it, I believe they called it overstimulating. And I, I agree. I got to be honest with you. James Gunn is not my style of film. I get that it's a lot of fun and trust me, I had fun. Right. But like, if I could do a movie, I would, I think Taika Waititi is actually like a, a, a bit of a toned down James Gunn where it's still a lot of fun and it's got yeah. a lot of color and it's got a lot of music and comedy and action, but it's just toned down just a touch. I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's just a personal thing. Please don't fucking yell at me. Okay. I just think that. So that's okay to think. Um, so I, uh, you know, there are, there's so what's that the take here. Your pro James so, Gunn. So James Gunn, I think who version. is not my favorite director. Uh, and I, and I want to, I want to say that up front when I say that he had two, I think two of the, like the best comic book scenes that I've seen since Endgame and before Endgame since I've seen maybe ever. Um, and they were in, and they were in Unpack one movie. that for us. <laughs> so the, the, the two scenes being um, Peacemaker, what a joke. And uh, when, when uh, uh, Captain Flag is killed by Peacemaker and the second one being Taika Waititi's cutscene <clears throat> about the rats 
which I made me fucking cry in a movie about fucking a King Shark um, and Starro the Conqueror and a starfish who also almost made me cry at the end too, by the way, which we didn't talk about. Um, but I think those like those are two scenes, and it's it's why people like comic book movies, and we talk about these things like they're real people and they're like real things. We but people identify with this shit, and it's cool to have uh, a bunch of characters who are fucking useless right like there's a fucking weasel okay he's useless can't even fucking swim he's a pain in the ass there's a lady who summons rats okay he's fucking useless what was that gonna do but it's such a it's such a cool moment when the rats they do the thing right like it's it's cool and then to hear it like kind of just like brought down to more human terms right like the rats i think that the quote is the rat rats are the most despised things in all the world and if they can if they can do something that means you can do something right it's just like yeah fine sure okay that's that's moving that's a moving thing and then it's this if you like if you go in like a little bit critical like with a little bit of a critical thinking head and you're not just giggling at the fucking shark every time he's on the screen which to be fair anybody who's 17 and high in a movie theater anytime they see a big shark with an upside down book oh, let me read the book like sure that is funny i get it and then john cena makes dick jokes like i get it, sure but like if you go in like with like a little bit of a critical thinking lens and you really are comparing to the 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 the, the character of peacemaker to his you know commander which is the united states government and then you know this this idea of being a peacemaker by doing things that are not keeping the peace right like by doing things that are horseshit and then getting called out by flag at the end who was a guy who has worked his entire career presumably with these people on the suicide squad right like it's just such a cool and and then uh um the fucking starro man starro starro yeah. tell us why that good guy cry. that dumb starfish uh just trapped up in a little box yeah. gets gets let out at the end of it and as he's dying, he makes one of his little starfish men that he spits out of his armpit, which I thought was fucking wild. Um, he makes one of his starfish men look up and say, I was happy floating through space looking at the stars. And you just sit in there, you're like, this fucking starfish is going to give me feelings? Because that's unacceptable. And yeah. I think we're about to see, I think James Gunn is going to hit us with feelings for a, a CGI raccoon played by uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper in, in guardians three, but it's just like, it's cool. I think that's why people like these movies because they're fun. They're exciting. They're hilarious to a certain extent, but they also have human moments and they do it seamlessly with things that you wouldn't expect. You watch a movie like marriage story with our good friend, Scar Joe and our other good friend, Adam Driver, and everybody's mother, Laura Dern, and I'm forgetting other actors and actresses that were in the movie, but I've named three. I think that's pretty good. Um, but like, you watch that movie and you're going, I need this to be incredibly relatable at every given moment, because that's what this movie is about. It's about relatability, and I need to be grounded at all times. And that's that's a heavy lift for a movie to do. But for a movie like The Suicide Squad to carry this, like, stupid fucking attitude with useless characters and give you all of those things. That's why comic book movies are fun. That's why people like them. Martin Scorsese. That's why they are film because they did all, they do all those things. 
it's a cool unique challenge too even to that point because um james gunn even talked about polka dot man he's like i want to find the most ridiculous <laughs> character in the all these comic books from dc and just cast it and he did and people cared about him and i think that there's probably a group of people that thought polka dot man was one of the best characters and you you already knew so much from two scenes the one scene where he's dancing on the dance floor and everyone's his mom and then the scene where he's telling you about um how he got diagnosed with the, the polka dots and you yeah. feel so much for him <laughs> so james gunn has done a, a phenomenal job by just taking weird characters even guardians of the galaxy just being a ragtag group of uh, people that look nothing like one another and they become loving friends. He's done a great job. He's even, uh, I love seeing him and Taika continue with his collaboration. Gunn's mm -hmm. going to be uh, executive producer on Thor Love and Thunder uh, and then obviously writer and director for Guardians of the Galaxy. In this yeah. lens, I feel like Marvel is in a really good situation, especially well, with Michael Waldron too. I just yeah. think that Taika and James Gunn are really good candidates to get either fired again or just pissed off and be like, you know what? I'm done. I'll just go do my own thing. So let's enjoy the fun while it lasts. Yes. And we need to mention that that, that the, the news of Taika Watiti, who potentially um, is, is on the verge of jumping to uh, DC. Um so I, I'm 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 trying to find the news headlines. Uh, there was a there's a new story about his his new Star Wars movie, which yes. is going to be really really cool. Oh my god! When I read um, that, I just I want a movie where it's just the bartender in one of those weird like Tatooine bars, and it's just 90 minutes backstory yeah. about that person. Give Taika Waititi the reins to just do that, and it will be phenomenal. Better so than I Mandalorian. You know, now I and, and there was a lot on Twitter about how like oh Marvel's gonna lose a director, but I can't imagine it's gonna be like an exclusive deal with DC, and Marvel has already had plenty of success with Taika, and I think Marvel does a really good job of letting new directors do their thing and like really yeah. kind of come into their own with like with James Gunn and like with Ta Taika Watiti, Watiti. So um, I think I, I think even if it I can't imagine it'd be like an exclusive deal, but it'd be cool to see him do their thing. I mean, they're good. I have no problem with poaching talent. Now I did hear a rumor that Scarlett Johansson could be in the DCU as uh, poison Ivy, which that would, would that would be, I, I don't know if I'm ready for like actors and actresses to do it yet. Um, could, like just like s spread it out. Like you could join later, but like not right away. You just fucking die. Well, she's did not get, not get treated well. At all, so I don't blame her. Taika just seems like he's just. I love these characters that are like, I'll act, I'll write, I'll produce, I'll do all this stuff. Like, just so ambitious and so great. It's great when they could just be like, No, Marvel, I will not just sit in this little bubble. Like, I want to go do all this type of stuff. And it's a beautiful time to produce movies with streaming services and TV yep. shows and all that stuff. So, go run free, Taika. I support you. I'm a big Taika fan. Do you want to say anything else about King Shark in his scene in the, uh, the aquarium? Oh, new like dumb one? friends. <laughs> okay, that's there's all nothing else to say about that's the all you have to say. Uh, are you going to watch the Peacemaker TV series when it comes out? There hasn't been a lot of TV that I haven't watched, Lou. So yes, so, yes. I will. Um, I, it's just you know, I mean, who's got the fucking you know time? Who okay? Who out there is sitting down saying? Oh, I just don't have the time to watch that show. Because if you're saying that, 
you're a fucker. And you're probably lying because you're not that busy. Nobody's that busy. So, yes, I will watch the Peacemaker DC show. I will watch any content they give me, Lou. I'm starving for content. I need content. Look, you got to give it to me. In the beginning of this conversation, we talked about how crazy it is about getting films delayed. And isn't that funny? Because there was a time where we would get like one or two Marvel movies a year. And now we're getting like five TV shows. Yeah, we can't. Multiple documentaries on Disney Plus. And then there's like three movies. They've created a monster. I I mean, we are now content monsters. It's true. We're like, oh, if we don't get Doctor Strange in the multiverse and Miss Marvel next year and and Secret Invasion, I'm going to just lose it. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right when in when it's in so reality crazy. that that kind of thing should take maybe like three or four years to and like, low-key season two right right which we're gonna get it in a year which is not a long time i could see that i mean it doesn't seem like they're like filming in that many they'll probably just find some place in atlanta and just film everything in like yeah one room and it'll be great all right let's get into what if Yes, let's. Welcome to the MCU for Dummies. Uh, I am dummy number one, Ken. That is yeah, dummy no number more, two. No more DC talk. But we do support yeah. them. I'm looking forward we to do. what's Of the course call. we do. Come on. Of course we do. Um, what if, Lou, Captain Carter has joined uh, the What If-averse by, with the Watcher, who is kind of fucking creepy. Um, but I will he's not just, intervene. Yeah, okay, we get it. I do love how Marvel, I love how Marvel now with everything that like, and with the Eternals and with the Watcher, like all this stuff, they have to also be like, oh yeah, we we can't do anything about it. Because if we could, then we would have stopped that big thing where the guy snapped away like your fucking grandmother. Yeah, so we're not going to do that. We cannot touch. We can only look. Um, He's he's kind of a bit cucky. Like, I will watch everything. I will not intervene. Honestly, that is is just what a cuck is so yeah you're right um <laughs> you know that uh, just based on facts um so Wait, look, can we just say what the, i'm looking on, on twitter right now and i just see this gif of joel kinnaman he's got no shirt on joel kinnaman looks like i've seen this guy at the beach oh yeah or i've just like i've seen this version of like big guy that's like muscular <laughs> but like just something looks off i don't know what it is I think his uh, head is too to... small. I think his head is too small. Now we're going to critique a a major uh, actor. I think it's I think it's uh, quite an interesting choice about his tattoos and how they just kind of cut off at the shoulders. Um, that's just my piece. I don't think but I've ever seen go, him shirtless. Let's go back into the what if. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So what if uh, your girl Peggy hops into the uh, super soldier box? When uh, Steve is just shot in the fucking chest by some Hydra guy who's hanging out in the in the exhibition center. Yeah. Uh, Peggy hangs around. Same story, Steve, folks. Steve gets shot. He uh, Peggy hops in the thing, gets the super soldier serum. And then really the events of Captain America First Avenger take place um, with Peggy uh, being yelled at by uh, 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 some unnamed colonel, I believe played by... Uh, uh, Oh, geez. What's uh, Bradley Whitford. Oh. Um, uh, Bradley Whitford of old uh, West Wing fame. And then Get Out and some others, including Cabin in the Woods, I believe. Um, I, I, Days, if you're listening, I am. I'm trying. Okay. Um, Very good. Ken is trying to improve understanding writers, producers. Yes. He's trying to synthesize it all together. So I'm trying. It's for you, Days. It's all for you. Um, so that's that. 
so the events of basically the first movie play out. Um, there's some changes. The train blows up. And Steve comes back in Iron Man suit, which is kind of cool, kind of fun. Um, yeah, they got the big guy a purpose. Although it makes you wonder, it, like it's interesting that that happened and and i don't it's not my favorite thing in the world number one because it just looks like the iron giant because it's animated and it just oh, yeah. looks just looks like the movie um but number two i don't love it because at the end uh, it, whatever it not a big deal i don't love it um so movie plays out yada 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 peggy pushes some interdimensional demon back through a thing um, and then comes back 70 years later, 70 plus years later, much like your boy Steve when he went into the ice. So what if, Lou, it's, it's fun. It's definitely a what if, you know, sure, what if. I'm going to need the other episodes to not just be the movie with a different character as the main character. Yeah, for folks listening, I did not know that Ken over here was not a big fan of what if going into I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun, but it's definitely not. I think it's a, I don't know. I think it's a throw, not a throwaway. Don't, don't fucking don't, don't, don't yell at me. I didn't mean that. Um, I, I think it's like a summer TV show, right? Where like, it's fine and it'll get you through the weeks of the summer, but it like is, it's under no consequence. It just kind of is what it is. Just let it happen. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. And it was, it was a good time, but like, I could have just watched Captain America first Avenger and been like, huh, would have been interesting if Peggy got the serum instead. My and I would have been just fine. Of this what if episode was the pacing because yeah, quick. Yeah. Captain America, I felt was, is very draggy on a rewatch. And there's just a lot of like, Steve, we get it. You want to save the world. You get it. Like there's just a lot of setup in the very beginning. And I loved how I understood the whole story and I could match it up to the movie. That is like sure. that. What if episode to the movie in like 26 minutes, that was amazing. Great achievement by the writers there. I echo, I get what you're saying. I, from if they were strategically looking at like where to put this series, it makes sense that like the writers and producers at Marvel were like, let's give them WandaVision, which is going to be a cultural phenomenon. And then Captain America, uh, America Winter, Falcon winter soldier, uh, everyone's gonna love that and then loki everyone's gonna blow their minds and yep. then we'll just give them what if and then that will continue and then there's just a lot of heat packed at the end of the year so i think it's fine i think it's good i, I put out a tweet out there that said that this is the perfect test ground they have two seasons animation i'm assuming is probably less of an expense than live action and it's a great way to have the actors come in especially during covid get them to map their voices to some stuff and put some content out there and just see what sticks because if everybody loves captain carter you gotta start thinking about phase five at this point like that's just you're playing with gravy at that point yeah if you have like momentum like then you just go for it like see what works so i think it's a good idea no harm done if this was the only show coming out in 2021 i would agree with you and be like okay but this is gonna be like the fifth show coming out this year so by that it's fine it's yeah. fine. I think it's going to be I, fun. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll be more fun when the, um, like when the story, I, I just think it was like a little bit too in line with what the movie was, you know, like, and I, and I think it'll be fun when like, cause I think we know 
oh jeez, what is it? The Iron Man one has like a Killmonger in it from Black Panther. Like that's gonna be fun. Just like I think yeah. like some of those some of those crossovers are gonna be like way more fun instead of just replaying the movie at a quicker speed with a different main character. Um, it seems like the story is going to be uh, they're gonna like combine and they're gonna be like a little MCU here. Um, I see this as as very much of like the comicization of the MCU because when you you read comics, like I'm a new comic reader and it's very challenging to just find something to read because you're so conditioned in the movie format of here's my character. I'm going to learn everything about this person because that's how movie storytelling works in the comics. It's different. You're just reading something and there's someone there. And you might not know, maybe there's a panel where they're like, this is so-and-so. And then like something will be down the line in, in from a different writer that yeah. tells the back, the origin story, the backstory, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, regular Spider-Man, 616, 1616. Like it's just, it's just crazy. So I feel like the what if is like, this is the first time we're really seeing the comic book layout of TV shows and movies from Marvel coming into the fold. And it's likely to continue with the multiverse of madness. When that train runs out at some point, probably the secret, uh, secret wars, there's so much that needs to be done before that happens. And I think when that does, either Kevin Feige will be 85 years old or they'll just have to start all over again and do Captain America first adventure, you know, rerun of, you know, whatever new high actors there. I don't know where I'm going at with this. I just think that like, it just opens it up. It's a great opportunity to kind of get lost. So I don't blame you if you're watching it and saying, I don't really jive with this, but I do think it adds a nice layer to the overall story. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Let me, let me, let me reiterate that. I think it's going to be fun. And I think you're right. I think it's a perfect encapsulation maybe of what comic books are. And that's, that's cool. And I think they should maybe lean into that a little bit um, and do like some, some, you know, I think, man, I'm just kind of buzzing with that idea because I think that's like, it's such a perfect property to just do like comic stories, right? Like what if, what if, what if, what if, what if Mm -hmm. instead of what if it was just like a comic run, right? Like you just do like seasons on comic runs. I think that would be cool. I think it'd be a cool way to get people into graphic novels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think, I think they need to be pushing the comic stuff. I know I, I saw something on Twitter not too long ago that comic book sales again, were down by a lot and it's getting harder for the writers and the, the publishers, et cetera, et cetera. So I think they need to do more to, to, to push that narrative because that's where all these characters come from, right? Like that's where all these cool stories are coming from. They're coming from the comics, not from, you know, uh, not from Kevin Feige's head. I mean, Kevin Feige's a cool guy. He's doing really well tying it all together, but all these things are coming from other people, other creators, right? Some of whom are only apparently being paid like $15 to like uh, take their story from their hands, which we do not endorse. Please pay them more. Um, so I, I think they should do more to push those comic stories. And I, and I uh, am in full agreement that what if is a good place to do that. And hopefully it has a good run. I think this is one of those series that could be, that could just go on forever because it is fun and it should be one of those that goes on forever. Cause there's an infinite number of stories to tell. The only problem is you have to pay the watcher to narrate all of them and who's got the time. Well, he's not going to do anything. He's just going to watch you and I, I are both the watcher. You and I are both sports fans, and I love reading columns of what if. Hello, sports fans. Well, like uh, hockey, basketball, like there's always there's um, 
sports that have very quick feedback loops from amateur to professional are very exciting because the person can make such a big difference yeah. very quickly. And sometimes with hockey, you know, you get phenoms and such. So it's it's fun to think what if or like what if, you know, Donald Trump didn't win. I don't know. I like, just see like these like cool the fact that there's so much Absolutely. content and it's so much easier to put it out there and you don't need like uh penguin clearing house to like sell off on these ideas. <laughs> Somebody could just put it online and like it's just a cool what if story. I think it's cool. And I think it would be a cool strategy for other um franchises to put out there too. Can mention comic books. If you're listening to this, the Marvel 616 documentary series is like 80% phenomenal on Disney Plus. I recommend oh, it to really? everybody. Yeah, it's eight episodes and it's all different topics, eight different producers. Um, my favorite episodes are episode three. It's called Amazing Artisans and it follows the story of two international writers from Marvel. One of them was the guy who sketched out Miles Morales. And he is from uh, Spain and it shows you the relationships of like the penciler, the colorer, the, the outliner, and then the writer. It, it's all different jobs. So it's really super cool. And then they show a woman who has done, um, Oh, I don't want to get the name wrong. It's like dinosaur girl and, uh, dinosaur girl <clears throat> comic. It, it's a huge, not, fan not shark boy and lava girl. No, Moon Girl and, and Devil Dinosaur, which is like a really okay. big cult following. She is also from Spain. I don't know why they have two people from Spain here. Um, maybe I'm wrong with that too. But it just shows you like like their style and how they got into you know drawing and how they like freelanced like various projects and then eventually got picked up by Marvel. Really super cool. The second, uh, my actual favorite episode from this series, but the second one I'll mention is called The Marvel Method, where they, where they go through this uh, comic book writer named Dan Slott who lives in New York City. The man is adorable. He's like four foot ten, big kind of heavy set guy. Just jolly and never lost his 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 um his inner child. Like just such an adorable man. He did a lot of work on the Amazing Spider-Man series and he he is the like one of the last writers that does the Marvel method. And I'll, I'll educate Ken here for a little bit. The Please Marvel do. method started with Stanley cuz Stanley was just a dude who was like I got all these ideas. And then he was in New York City. He had some writers and illustrators and he would basically just like write out three paragraphs and be like, this is the story. And then like, just shoot him out as fast as he can. And then <laughs> other people would then illustrate the story in panels cool. and then write the story. And then they would plug it in with like stuff. So that was the Marvel method. And it's basically like someone is, is producing it as a high level. And then it's someone else's job to, to illustrate it. And then the illustration kind of helps run the story too. This guy, Dan Slott is one of the only uh, people that still do this. He was really big with Amazing Spider-Man. Baby spoiler, but I don't think it'll matter. He actually killed Peter Parker. And Jesus. people hated him for it. <laughs> Ken, if you're going to watch one of these documentaries, this is definitely the one. Uh, the Marvel Method. He kills Spider-Man. Now he is tasked to write uh, Iron Man 2020 in the year 2020. His writer is a man who travels around the country in an Airstream and just writes, draws on an, on an iPad with an Apple Pencil. Really great story, but if you want wow. any spark to get into comics and like see yeah. what is behind the scenes, you got to watch these videos because it's freelancers, it's little kids from around the world who just want a shot at like a big company and get picked up by Marvel and really good stories. That's why like I'm much more on the comic side. Like these need to be supported. They're the stories that end up feeding the movies and TV shows that we like so much. Um, and just to recap, Disney 616, the Marvel Method episode and amazing artisans 
That is my plug. Disney, please send me your royalties for my referral. I'll open <laughs> I it up think for that's, questions. Yeah, no, I think that that that's really awesome. I appreciate that plug. And I think, uh, Lou, I think that's a good place to put a bow on it. I think uh, I think that's a watch for myself over the course of the next week. Oh, yeah. um, but before I let you go, Lou, um, we are getting close to Shang-Chi. We are oh. about halfway through August here. Um, Shang-Chi is right around the corner. Um, I know you've been on a bit of a, a movie watch in the last couple of weeks. We got you to watch Hereditary. We got you to watch oh, Midsommar. What you got we got you, uh, you know, obviously, so Suicide Squad. What, Lou, what I want to ask you is, is there anything out there that you that you want to see in the in the coming uh, coming couple of days, a couple of weeks, I should say? Yeah, Shang-Chi. I'm just seeing something. FDA permits COVID vaccine booster shots for people with weakened immune systems. That touches upon your Shang-Chi thing. Um, let me talk about the movies. And then we'll talk about some of the thoughts around this movie being in the theaters, what that could mean for a movie like this that is yeah. led very heavily by a marginalized demographic, and then what that means also for streaming. But for movies, I got a backlog. I, I try to keep it on my, my notepad just because I know I have such a, a, tr a hard time watching movies that when I'm yeah. bored, I can just look at this thing and be like, all right, let's watch this right here. Um, Venom is on the list. I want to see Venom. I did Good watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse a while ago. So that has been taken care of, which is Venom, awesome. Venom is going to be a good watch, man. You're really going to like it. I'm telling you. Looking forward to it. Non-MCU movies, but I want to watch Silence of the Lamb. Never seen that one. Never seen Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Nope. And I saw Put that on the list. I saw Inception on an iPad driving to Rhode Island to visit colleges. So I don't know if that really counts. I want to watch it in one sitting and then get into that whole internet stuff too. Um, but I'm, I'm open, man. I mean, as you mentioned, Hereditary, Midsommar, it's really cool seeing low-budget, amazing storytelling, yeah. you know, things. Because it's total polar opposite of, of the things that I also like, which is huge, big blockbuster CGI. Films, yeah, Luke, any interest in any interest in Free Guy? Uh, is that a Taika Waititi movie it's, with Ryan it, Reynolds? On, with, did did Taika do it? I don't. Did he do it? I think he's in it. He is in it. Yes. He, okay. He's like the villain, I think. Um, guy. But it, yes. So this is a movie that I look at and I saw the coming attraction where I was like, this looks terrible. And what you're going to tell me right now could go either way. Wow. I would not be surprised. I think, I well, could, so this, this movie's think? got like a, it's got a little bit of a long history behind it. It was supposed to get released almost two years ago. It okay. got delayed and then it got COVIDed and then it, it and then it, almost got bought they were gonna just do it via streaming okay. but they they said now nah, we're gonna wait it out we're gonna wait it out um and now even now when it's released it's not streaming anywhere it's only in theaters so it's a really who, cool who bought it I, I think there were there were a lot of discussion i think apple wanted to buy it then i think uh hbo wanted to buy it i think you know like netflix okay. wanted to buy it just so they could release it get it out um but they they turned all those down they ended up going just strict to theater so it's kind of like uh, still water in no that it's fashion. only Yes, yeah, so it's only in theaters. It seems like it's going to be kind of fun. There is some like, you know, there's there's always some like weird theories about how it can connect to other things, but it's kind of horseshit. Like, don't don't expect that. But it looks like but kind of a ready. Guy. Yeah, it looks like a it looks like like a Ready Player One type uh, film, just like without the um, like without the the bullshit of we own all these things, so you need to see them. Um, yeah. 
Oh, that was the second one, yeah. Like the Space first Jam? One, the first one was wholesome, and the first yeah. book is, is amazing, but I agree with you. Yeah. So, so are you saying Free Guy is a part of the uh, Bruce Almighty universe? Maybe. <laughs> Who the hell connected? knows? Um, I, I think you should give it a go. I think you should put it on your list. Free Guy, really? Free Guy. I think. Well, you know, if you listen, here's I what I'll say. I Green Knight first. Yeah, I, that I would. Well, Lou, knowing you, and I think I know you pretty well. I don't know if you're going to love the Green Knight. That's fine. You got to see diverse movies. You can't just go yes. see things that you you know you're gonna like. What is on your like? What is on your next month? Like, what do you want to get at? What do you want to watch? Or yeah, you just gonna watch good... the West Wing again? <laughs> um, it's a really good question. It's a really good question because I'm I'm like a little bit in in no man's land movie wise luckily i have some like a little bit of travel plan the next couple of weekends so like i'm not going to be looking for movies to go watch i think yeah. i'm going to see free guy tomorrow That's um, how it is on the, which on i'm the excited about um i gotta be honest with you i i, I want to see jungle cruise i heard good things i want to see it i heard good um, things. and then i am also i i at some point i'm going to want to see don't breathe too um which looks like it's going to be really good um that. and that comes out tomorrow i think uh i i don't know if you would love don't breathe one it's a fine movie it's very jump scary which is not necessary okay. not necessary oh, an not hour necessary. and 39 minutes what is this a long tv show yeah that's what i'm saying i, I that's why i don't mind these things because they get you in and out they get your heart racing you get a beer in you and then you get out of there. easy interesting Stephen Lang looks crazy. <laughs> this man looks just insane. Um, what is episode two of What If? I think we know. I it. Is Doctor Strange is episode four, the, right? The T'Challa, the Star Lord T'Challa. Oh, that's going to be fun. Is the weaker of the episodes of the first really? three that they released out to screeners? So. That's unfortunate because we we do Great. get um, we do get uh, Chadwick Boseman's voice acting, I believe. Yes, um, and probably a nice commemoration. Yeah, so so that'll be a moving. I mean, regardless of the episode itself, that's going to be a moving time for everybody to to see and hear him one last time in the MCU. It's going to be pretty wild. Shame. Yeah, it really is. Let's so uh, let's try not to end on such a sad note. Uh, Stephen Lang's the bad guy in Avatar. I didn't know that. How about that? And Avatar itself <laughs> is going through some some casting changes uh, as they try no, no, to, no. to blue people Avatar. Oh, Blue People Avatar. Yeah, not Yip Yip and Appa Avatar. <sighs> Blue People Avatar. Don't, doesn't they have like nine sequels coming out in the next They can decade? only produce one movie a decade, so we're going to be 100. <sighs> Let me touch okay. on this before we, we head off. Uh, yeah. Just finished up the Spider-Man game. Like, that's just the, the Oh, name yeah, 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 yeah. It was remastered. It originally came out for the PlayStation 4 and won Game of the Year. It was produced by uh, or developed by Insomniac Games, which is really good. They own the Ratchet & Clank series. The Spider-Man game was one of the most ambitious things that I've ever played. You play a Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Um, Aunt May is not Marissa Tomei. Okay. This is going to be a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't played the game and you want to just hang up and listen to our next episode. Um, she's old. Um, really cool story. He's working for Dr. Octavius. And you are basically doing these side missions to help build all of this tech that then helps him become Doc Ock, which is kind of stupid. But Peter, smartest kid in the world, can't figure that out. <laughs> At some point in the game, 
you then end up fighting Electro, who is not played by Jamie Foxx. Then you fight Rhino. Then you fight Scorpion. And then That's you cool. fight uh, this character, Martin Lee, who is known as uh, the Negative Man. He's like translucent. He's like white. It looks like, like a negative like film strip. Um, so you got Doc Ock, Scorpion, Electro. Um, who's the Who's the bird guy? Falcon? No, it's what the heck's that guy's name? Who's the uh, from the first the first Spider Man? Tom Holland. The Green Goblin? No, oh, no, no. oh, uh, um, Vulture. Vul- okay, so Doc Ock, Vulture, Scorpion, Rhino is in it, which has been has been a big movie guy, but he's in the video games. Um, Electro, Martin Lee, and that might be it. I don't I don't think you get a penguin, but it's all of them at once. That's wild. Huge thing. Um, and then a very mo- emotional scene at the end with um, Aunt May eventually passing. Oh. oh. Very sad. Yeah. The um, So uh, Harry Osborne is producing some chemical from Osborne Corporation. <laughs> Motherfucker. We don't know what the point of the chemical is. We think it's going to be a, a harmful biogen called Devil's Breath. And that's what the bad people want. They want to use that to like cause a bunch of havoc. And they all hate Norman Osborn, especially Doc Ock. And we find out at the end that it's actually a serum that just hasn't been finally developed. And that's that help Harry out. Mm. Harry is like infected. We think he's in Europe, but he has some sickness. Uh, so Devil's Breath gets unleashed into the population. And it causes, causes this huge pandemic. Spider-Man has to clean everything up. And they only have one vial of the serum. Oh, and shit. They, they need that vial of the serum to study and produce a mass amount of the vial. And in the final scene, Aunt May is dying in this hospital bed. And Peter Parker is in Spider-Man costume. And she's like, take off your mask. I want to see my nephew. And he's just crying because he's like, Aunt's about to die. And she's like, I've known oh. all along. And he's like, I didn't mean to make you sad. You should watch this on YouTube, the final clip. Um, and then she coughs like viciously. And he looks at the serum in his hand. And he looks at this IV where she can plug it and save his aunt. But if he does... And that means they lose all the research to help everyone else in New York. And he makes a decision and she passes and he drops to his knees and he starts crying. She's so bad. And also in the game, you get introduced to Miles Morales, which is kind of fun. And you cool. see his dad die. So it's okay. like, <laughs> thanks Lewis. Tons of stuff that goes on. I think it would be a really good watch on YouTube for you to watch the cutscenes because it's really fun really yeah, cool man, yeah, yeah the, all those sounds super fun yeah i, I cannot no, wait it's, to, it's good to for watch. the canon of spider-man yeah 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 oh, jesus oh, miles morales is is such a perfect i really cool, want man. him to be casted in the mcu at some point he comes up in secret wars um as like another character of spider-man so i'm hoping he i'm pretty sure we're there. gonna get him i'm pretty sure we're on our way i He's, think there i think there's gonna be more involved with venom and Tom Holland, Spidey, and Multiverse, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, they, they, everybody makes a lot of noise about how these two companies don't like to work together, and they want to break up, and, Money and Sony wants to own Spider-Man. Money talks, baby. And if they fucking marry any of that shit together, people are going to come their pants, and I'm going to be one of them. So, you right know. on that. And that's, and that's how the night will end, as it, as... As it is want to do. All right, folks. MCU for Dummies. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at MCU for Dummies. Uh, there, uh, you can follow Lou Dallow. I believe Lou underscore Dallow. Am I correct? Lewis Dallow. Just on Twitter. Lewis Dallow. Motherfucker. 
so uh mcu for for dummies podcast on twitter and then lewis dallow on twitter for dummy yeah. number two lou, lou and then i am i am at cashman uh and i am dummy number one ken we will be back next week we'll have more what if to talk about i am guaranteeing you that there will be more marvel drama in the next week regarding movie slate dates and and release dates and and uh, actor drama and castings and etc cetera, etc cetera, new theories and fun stuff to talk about so we will see you then but until then this has been the mcu for dummies i'm dummy number one ken that is dummy number two lou we will see you next week maybe we should just be a drama channel <laughs>